The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. So today it's really beautiful out. It's October 8th. It's a Sunday. Um, So when y'all, of course, listen to this, it'll be Thursday. Um, (laughs) So this weekend has been really great. Um, Over the past week, I was able to participate in a Black Lens event um, for the showing of Love Jones. And of course, the gorgeous, handsome Lorenz Tate was there. And I mean, ladies, he's even better looking in person than on the big screen. But, you know, hey, so that was that was really tight to see everybody come out and support that. And I know it's still um, great events going on um, for the Black Lens Festival. So you guys go out and show your love and support because I know all the partners um, that's involved in this have worked really hard for us to change the culture or change the narrative in Milwaukee about um, black culture. So it was really dope. But today's episode, I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Rennell Washington. Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing? <laughs> yes. So he was kind enough to come on the Evolving Chair podcast. <laughs> and what we'll be talking about today actually stemmed from um, what I do when I work with children of trauma. And so um, I do a model called TFCBT, Trauma Focused Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And a part of that model, I have to do um, a trauma narrative. And the trauma narrative highlights, you know, whatever um, trauma that happens. So whether it be sexual abuse, domestic violence, or a really bad car accident where somebody probably died or almost could have died. So something to that extent. And, you know, they go into depth about how they felt during that time, what they remember. Um, But then, of course, you get towards the end of the narrative and it's highlighting how they won't allow whatever happened to impact them, Mm -hmm. uh, how it has been. And so that made me think of me changing the narrative for the kids I work with individually. How can changing the narrative impact a whole community? Right. So and many of you may know Mr. Rennell because he is a part of Social X Milwaukee and he is involved with the fabric of Milwaukee's community by teaching financial literacy and volunteering with a number of nonprofit organizations via various board seats, providing his expertise, skills, and talents, and a native of Milwaukee, a graduate of MPS schools, woo-woo, and UW-Milwaukee. He is Milwaukee proud and part of the Change the Narrative movement in Milwaukee. And so I thought it would be tight for him to come on and just share about what is change the narrative movement what is it all about and in your own words what is the definition of somebody changing the narrative sure the the change the narrative movement started because obviously everybody knows how excuse me how milwaukee has all of this different negative things that tend to um be broadcast Mm -hmm. put in the media shared on social media you can't go anywhere without hearing the negative stuff but there's a lot of great and positive things that occur here in the city. Like, mm-hmm. uh, for one, there's there's so many different events. Like you mentioned, the film festival going on right now. That is something that Social X, myself, um, my colleagues are very, very ingrained in and have been for the last two years. But change the narrative just means turning all of the negative things that you hear into mm-hmm. positive, right? So yeah. we want to start hearing positive stories. Like, yeah. we're, we, we're sick of hearing about Milwaukee being the poorest place and mm. the worst place for black people and all that yep. stuff like that. But it's not, it's not that. Like, that's not how 
we want the story to be told and that's not the legacy that myself my colleagues and people mm-hmm. that i interact with want to leave um when it's time for us to go on like we want milwaukee to be known as um one of those cities that's desirable for people of color black brown whatever yeah and just say like you know i want to move to milwaukee like the way that mm-hmm. people move to atlanta mm-hmm. dc mm-hmm. dallas yeah and alike we want people to say you know milwaukee got some great stuff going on so Right now, change the narrative means, you know, whatever I'm doing in my space, whatever lane that I'm in, I'm going to be that person that's going to make sure that, you know, when I'm done in that lane, that you're going to remember that I, my colleagues and I changed how you thought about Milwaukee in that lane. I love that. I love that. That's so dope. And, you know, to to go back to what you said, you know, mm-hmm. for Milwaukee to be that hub spot for people to be like, mm-hmm. I want to move to Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, it's so many opportunities, but how can we change the narrative in terms of employment for millennials? Because every time um, I hear speakers talk about, you know, mm-hmm. people going off, getting their education and how us as millennials, we're like, well, there's no jobs here for what I want to do. So we get our education and we go mm-hmm. somewhere else instead of doing it right here in our hometown. So I think the biggest thing is that millennials have seen um differences in other cities you mm. know milwaukee isn't known for having that warmth and inviting spirit like a a southern city right mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. go to atlanta you go to um other places where you know culturally they're just really nice when you walk down the street rub elbows yeah they say hello yeah they greet you you know you can walk past probably 20 20 25 people here in milwaukee before you even get somebody to smile and look at you directly in your eyes right that's true so um when you have an environment that's inclusive and Mm -hmm. you know the opportunity is just so abound you know you got companies that's looking to hire um you're not one of you know a many people that they're you know trying to target and bring you in to be a part of their company um is <clears throat> is difficult to make sure that you know you're in a space where you know you can be included in the mm-hmm. whole process so the, the the companies need to open up a little more i feel like mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. the, the way that they're trying to find talent now mm-hmm. is need, probably needs to change mm. um and, and that's something that, you know, we're definitely been working on with Social X mm-hmm. as we continue mm-hmm. to grow and branch out and, and kind of do a little more than what we've been doing in the past is trying to help figure out ways to help recruit, uh, mm-hmm. retain and engage uh, millennial talent. Right. Because obviously that's that's the story that everybody and that's the narrative that everybody wants. So like we want diversity. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we want millennials. How yeah. do we get them? You know, mm-hmm. and they scrambling to do it. But I think that as a whole the the holistic approach that they're taking probably needs to be evolved mm-hmm. and changed a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of people are you know trying to find those unique ways to find that talent mm-hmm. um but i think it's it's continuing to be a struggle here in, in milwaukee obviously because you know a lot of people have their opinion about the city mm-hmm. yeah um, for sure and if i'm deciding between milwaukee right now versus mm-hmm. you know la yeah. or Dallas, Houston, yeah. D.C., yeah. I'm probably going to choose those places because the story that's being told about Milwaukee isn't as great as those places yet. Yeah. But I think that's what Change the Narrative is all about, is making sure that, you know, the, the stuff that's happening here, you know, a top 10 film festival, you mm-hmm. know, podcast mm-hmm. festival, uh, uh, opportunities for people who want to be entrepreneurs that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to come here 
try to start my business and then you know six months down the line i still ain't got no traction mm-hmm. which is another issue but we can talk about that after we finish this question yeah <laughs> no go ahead come on i'm i'm no. i'm all for it but <laughs> i'm know, just a facilitator yeah, on this podcast but, when i have know, guests so. <laughs> there's a lot of people who have a lot of brilliant ideas right yeah um for example, we, we you know we hear everyday media, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a, a great media company has been doing a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, Shout out somebody to would say <laughs> if, you know, he was in L.A., he yeah. would be doing more. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, more traction, national attention, all that stuff like yeah. that. But, you know, that's a diamond in the rough here in Milwaukee, mm. you know. But, yeah. you know, the bigger cities, for some reason, they know how to package and the support is just so much greater you know, yeah. you don't have to scramble. You don't have to beg somebody to come do yes. something, right? You don't have to ask people yes. to say, you know, I got this company, you know, come support it. Come check it mm-hmm. out, you know. But you, you you, have a lot of people who will say, yeah, I'll come support, but mm-hmm. they won't really come support. Right. Or mm-hmm. it's not as genuine as you probably want it to be. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, as part of growth, culture, and making sure that, you know, we had a city that has that, you know, that grassroots movement like Atlanta, you just think mm-hmm. about their music scene. Yeah. And, you know, um, everybody come out of Atlanta ain't great. But the support, <laughs> right, right. The support, the support. for Atlanta <laughs> is second to none. So that's why people yeah. move there. Yeah. The opportunity to, yes. to do your wildest, craziest, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit type idea mm-hmm. can occur there because you just, it's, it's, it's ingrained in the fabric and moving forward. You mm-hmm. know, there's no idea that's too crazy. Like I, I watched, a lot of like Shark Tank and different stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. and they had the women on there, and she had a business where it was catering to women, uh-huh. and um, it was like a oil chain shop. Okay. Everything's pink. Okay, you know, like that's crazy. Like <laughs> right, you, you, right. you'll never see that nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, but you know, those type of ideas, like you know, they don't say, "Well, my idea need to be in a box mm, because I'm here." Yeah, you know, yeah. in Milwaukee, you know. A lot of people have amazing ideas, yeah. but they never get the opportunity to foster, grow, shape those ideas because mm-hmm. the support isn't there. You know, maybe the dollars ain't there. Yep. You know, that grassroots support for um, just going someplace and just mm-hmm. throwing your idea off the wall and say, what y'all think about this? And not nobody crushing it, you know? Right. I just think about um, everything, you know, mm-hmm. sports ever. You know, when the Bucks was awful, nobody was going <laughs> to the games. <laughs> You right. When the you Bulls, right. when the Bulls was awful, the Yankees be awful. People still be there, and they rep. They still they had a city. pride. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's something as a whole that you know all of Milwaukee can can support. You know, mm-hmm. even even when the negative stuff happen, yeah, we can still love our city. Mm-hmm. You still got to mm-hmm. tell people even when you move on. Yeah, you you relocate to your your new home that you still rep the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I got to say. Yeah, I love that. I love that though. And, and then maybe talk a little bit about because um, I think of competition, yeah. right? I think that yeah. is so big. And, and not to say we shouldn't um, have that healthy competition, but I feel like everybody is trying to get to the top mm-hmm. where they're willing to crush on the next person or not help the next person out with the mm-hmm. resources and the knowledge that they have yeah. to help. You know, because I I feel like it's enough room for all of us yeah. to be on the top mm-hmm. because what I'm called to do you know, as a clinician compared to the next clinician are two different things. We both may be clinicians, but yet what I do, what I'm specializing in is totally different than the next one. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all about your lane, right? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I hate to keep using uh, 
everyday media, but I was listening to <laughs> no, shout out to seventy two and ten. Y'all, come on now. <laughs> I was listening to one of the episodes. Uh, Q Tony and Deuce was talking mm-hmm, about you know mm-hmm. it's enough checks for everybody. Yeah, and everybody got a lane, and mm-hmm. it's it's true. You know, you can be you can have more than one black doctor in Milwaukee. Yes, you can have more than one amazing great podcast in Milwaukee. You mm-hmm. can have more than one real estate developer. You can yeah. have more than one PR person. Like mm-hmm. there's enough dollars to go around and be you know had that that epicenter of just greatness mm-hmm. in one place like it's enough checks to go around and, and really to be honest i think we would do a whole lot better if we came together yes that's, that's one thing that uh as a people black people that our collaboration mm-hmm. is it's probably not there because we're worried about being knocked off our seat yeah like i've gotten to the top i'm yeah. here I'm, this is my lane. Mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. all the work. Now I don't want to open up yeah. and put that younger person on because I might not be there no more. Yeah. But if, you know, you got to think about it. Like somebody helped you along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, did. I think if we pull people forward mm-hmm. instead of worry about, you know, being knocked off our throne and being mm-hmm. knocked out our sa- our place, we would be so much better. Like, you know, wealth would be so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, the ability for us to just have a community that's ours would be so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we go to other places. I hate to keep saying this. You know, we don't have an area where you have a, a, a thriving black middle class in Milwaukee. Hmm. And I yeah. think that's needed when you when you have people that say, you know, where can I go to be with people like right. me? You know, yeah. Yeah. where I can buy a house mm-hmm. and, and my mm-hmm. neighbors, my kids can go outside and yeah. be safe. You know, they can go to a school where. They ain't got to worry about, you know, somebody vandalizing this or, mm-hmm. you know, doing all that different stuff. But, you know, pulling somebody forward and w- them walking on the side of you mm-hmm. is not a bad thing, in my exactly. opinion. You know, we, I, I'll be honest, like when we when we started Social X, you know, a lot of people felt like we were trying to be the new kids on the block that like squash mm-hmm. everybody else from thriving. And that really wasn't okay. the case. You know, we, we felt that we were trying to fill a void. Mm hmm that wasn't quite there yet, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can do a little bit of something. Like, we can't be everything for everybody. You right. know, there's, there's people who probably feel, you know, we're not for them, and that's okay. Right. Because you can't be everything to everybody. Like, everybody has their lane. Like, everybody was comparing us to a lot of different people. Like, you know, people were like, y'all the black Milwaukee. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not what we trying to be, you know. Okay. Or, you know, y'all trying to knock fuel out the box, or y'all trying to knock Urban League out the box. Right. You know, I'm like, no, that's not it. You know, there's mm. enough space for all of us to do what we do and do it well. So, yes. and you know, I, and I think over the years we've um, definitely grown and learned that collaboration is so much better. Like I said, you mm-hmm. know, probably a couple minutes ago, once y'all listen to this episode, but um, collaborating is not 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 a bad idea. Like, you know, the podcast right. festival that's coming up. Yeah, you know, all some of y'all might touch on the same things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. everybody's going to have their own spin on it. And, yeah. you know, can't nobody do it the same way. You know, you, you know, the way you do what you do is different. The way 72 and 10 do what they do is different. Mm-hmm. The way, you know, um, technical file talk about sports yeah. is different, you know. But, you know, if some of the same topics come across, great. That means that y'all all had the same train of thought. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come out mm-hmm. differently. And the message yeah. is, you know, definitely going to touch a lot of different people a lot of different ways. So Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. I really like that. And, you know, um, just to kind of touch back, I know people probably like, look, you always talk about slavery. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's hard okay. not to right. um, <laughs> with the division of us. You know, it, mm-hmm. we have to look back at our history, yep. you know. But but again, that goes to wanting to change the narrative. Right. We can't allow what happened in the past dictate how we present in the present and going towards in the future. I agree with that. So. When I listen to a lot of different people who are, you know, deemed as successful, Mm -hmm. your past is supposed to guide you for your future. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talked about um, how you do your, you know, your thing. Mm -hmm. The trauma narrative. Right. mm -hmm. So obviously you need to go back, open up those wounds. Feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, what caused that? Was it somebody? Was it a trigger? Right. Mm -hmm. Triggers. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm going to use. Yeah. You know, everybody look at their past, you know. For example, you know, you take somebody who had a past that may not have been as successful they thought they could have been. Mm-hmm. So you break it down, look at those trigger points, what caused it, you know, mm-hmm. how can you change what happened in your past or your present now and your future is that much brighter, right? Mm-hmm. I think about people that um, I had as, you know, friends at, at a younger age who felt like their successes didn't come mm-hmm. as soon as, you know, mine seemed to have come. Right, you know? yeah. There's a lot more people who are way more successful than I am. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, everybody has their timing, right? Everything yeah. happens, mm-hmm. supposed to happen. You're supposed to go through what you go through for a reason mm-hmm. to prepare you for your future, too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing a lot of people don't see. Like, if everybody was handed a million dollars and you don't know nothing about money, mm-hmm. where do you think that million dollars is going to be? Right. <laughs> or I'm going to give you this opportunity to run a company. You yeah. have no experience. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw you in a fray, mm-hmm. right? You have you don't know what to do. You've you never been tested. You never mm. had to make a, a big decision. Yep. You never had to do any of these different things that's going to make you re- go to a, a different level. Mm-hmm. So um, I say all that to say, you know, don't allow your past to determine what your future looks like. Yeah. You have to take those experiences, good or bad, mm-hmm. um, and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times the decisions that you make from um, going through those maybe traumatic situations mm-hmm. or situations that didn't go your way make mm-hmm. you that much stronger because, you know, depending on what you're striving for, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of no's. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> or none at all. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I think I, I, yeah. I call myself to be pretty uh, avid user of social media. Okay. And I look at all the different inspirational memes that pe- people mm-hmm. post. And I saw one and it was saying that, you know, somebody that we really love, I forget exactly who it is. I don't want to misquote it, mm-hmm. was told no, like well over a hundred times. Mm. But, you know, when you hear, let's say it's a hundred, mm-hmm. the hundred and first one and it's a yes, it was all worth it. Right. Right. Because now I can move forward. Yeah. But you got to have that um, that tenacity, that mm-hmm. self-determination to say, you know what, this is my dream goal, whatever that may be. Yes. And just continue to push forward. Yes, I love that. And, you know, not to get sidetracked, Mm -hmm. um, like you talked about um, when you said some people have looked at your success Mm -hmm. or what they deem as success, like, dang, you know, he's more successful than me or his his blessings or successes have come quicker than mine's have. Mm -hmm. So and I think um, because a part of us as millennials, we want things so quick. We're microwavable. You know, Um, even me, like sometimes I have to be like, okay, Lakeisha, now. 
you got to put in the work. Like you can't, you ain't going to go tomorrow and be the next Brene Brown. Like, you know what I mean? Like I actually got to put one foot in front of the other, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep on pushing. Right. So can you talk a little more about just like us having that mindset and how, and maybe have you ever experienced that personally where you've had to talk yourself off to be like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, I have. Um, if, If I had my, plan of success you know mm-hmm. I, when I was like early 20s or just dreaming about you know what my life looked like I was like I wanted to be retired by 35 I'm 35 <laughs> now and it happened so time for plan B you know what right. I'm saying maybe it's 40 45 now you know but um you know you just gotta you gotta make those those strides you know um I want to own a different business you know mm-hmm. social X is something that you know me and my friends own but I saw myself doing something different you know, so now it's back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. um, figuring out what I like and, you know, just, you know, impl- employing what I've learned mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. from, you know, my colleagues, mm-hmm. people I've met along the way. I definitely say get a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's something that yeah. in our community, like we kind of talked about before, sometimes people are scared to reach back. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the big things is intergenerational you know, help passing mm-hmm. on the torch, to, yeah. so to speak, you know, um, you know, who, who, who in that lane that you want to be in is somebody that you can kind of call and say, Hey, you know, I love this space. Mm-hmm. I want to be the next you, but I want to be you, but be myself. So right. how, how can you yeah. help me do that? Right. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't have that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I work in financial services now, you know, it's not a lot of African-Americans who've been great. Yeah. I've heard about a met some of them you know Mm -hmm. um but they've had a lot of challenges but you know if i continue on in this space like i'm like i want to be the best person because there's probably going to be another renell washington Mm -hmm. that want to go into this lane and i'm definitely going to help them like why wouldn't i because you know that's an area that you know is not um highly uh entered into by people of color that's true black or brown Mm -hmm. right and if you think about the challenges that we have, a lot of it, it stems around finances, wealth, mm-hmm. education, maybe even health too, you yeah. know, but, or, or law. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times when we have more people in those spaces, you know, a lot of the outcomes will be a lot different. Yeah. So mentorship, I definitely highly uh, suggest people get a mentor in the space you want to be in and outside of the space, like somebody you can just call and just say, look. I need some some different advice. Like mm-hmm. I can call on my best mm-hmm. friend, but nine yeah, times out of yeah. ten they gonna side with me. Right. But I need somebody else. Right. I need somebody else to be like, look, you know, I'm either you know making a fool of myself, mm-hmm. or you're not looking at this the right way. You know, the, there's a lesson in it that you ain't seeing. You know, right. there's something that um you need to experience. You know, mm-hmm. like for example, you know millennials you know we want that we want to be a vp of fill in the blank <laughs> you better say it because Lakeisha two years. wants to be hello two after years. a day after i after i graduated right i, was like, I didn't i mastered this i put six <laughs> months in already you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm trying to take his job my manager don't know what he's doing you know but you you do have those moments you do you do i if, if anybody ever said like Man, my manager don't know nothing. Right. Or my supervisor don't know. You know what I'm saying? I can do, I can do it doing everything, you know, but you probably could. But that person, he, she is in that position for a reason, right? Yes. And again, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and go through that strife or that pain mm-hmm. just to make you stronger because 
you know, okay, you get that role. Now, mm-hmm. you two years in, you got that role. It's another millennial or mm-hmm. Gen Z or whatever after a millennial that's going to yeah. come and won't take your seat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you just got to be prepared. And I, I think preparation is a lot um, that we, we need to practice more, too. You know, mm-hmm. practice preparation. Those, those are things that you need to definitely put in your time. Yeah. I know you hate to say it. I know you people right. hate to hear that. Yeah. But, you know, preparation is, is key. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to coach a lot of basketball, too. And one of my uh, famous coaches, most flamboyant, <laughs> blunt, great at what he did, coach uh-huh. I ever had the ability to coach with. Shout out Coach B. <laughs> Five P's. Uh, proper preparation prevents poor, poor performance. performance. I actually tell my you choir know? babies that yep. every week. Yeah. So, you know, he used to say it. And he would be in the uh, midst of cussing somebody out, <laughs> and he'd be like, "What's the five P's?" And I'd be uh-huh. like, "I ain't know." <laughs> I'm like, "You, you just had them running about fifty suicides. You expect them to know? Like they can't think right now, right. but they would. Man, the kids that he had, they knew it, mm. and and they would repeat it. And I'm a firm believer in that, like, because mm-hmm. you know he was great at uh, making people prepare for whatever they had to challenge. Not not only basketball, just life. And I think he, he was a great motivator. I think that's the other thing t- people need, too. You know, when you have people in your life that are great motivators, mm-hmm. great mentors, yeah. great examples of what you want to be, you got to keep them people close with you, keep them in your circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, do you have any tips for people? Because, you know, we can go to a lot of events, and I, I, I know that is something like great speakers always say, get yourself a mentor, get yourself yeah. a coach. But how do you go about that <clears throat> for the people that may be afraid to reach out to, to those people that they aspire to be? And then you hear that um, – you know, mentor should be somebody you already have some kind of relationship with. So do you agree with that or? I don't. So I had the pleasure of borrowing somebody else's mentor. <laughs> okay. So, so one of my colleagues, um, shout out to Lydia for letting me use your mentor. Shouts out to Lydia. Uh, my man, I'm going to call him T. Okay. T, T has been great. Um, he he had the, the pleasure of meeting Lydia um, at a former employer and um, at a function I met him, she introduced me to him, and he mm-hmm. was like the most suave, my idea success gentleman I've mm-hmm. ever met. And he was mm-hmm. so open to hearing what I had to say, you know, as mm-hmm. a as a young 20-something, you know, he was like, tell me about yourself, you know, wh- what do you want to do? Like, what, what, what do you need help with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for him to have, you know, success, um, in his career and, and reach back, like we say, and give me some tips. Like mm-hmm. he, I didn't know him. I had just met him, mm. but we had, we hit it off. And since then, you know, I hit him up. He's been really open. I know he mentors a lot of other young people around the city. So uh-huh. I was, you know, I, I thank her for introducing me to him. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have lunch, you know, I can call and talk to him mm-hmm. and he, he's been like really instrumental in a lot of different things like I had a career not a career change a job change last mm-hmm. year and I just called him I was like man what you what do you think about this like what are some mm-hmm. of the different things that I need to look for hmm. and he was open he was like man get what you need to get yeah and I was and that can mean a lot of different things right. for a lot of different yeah. people you know whatever it is that you're looking for from that mentor have that open conversation if it's money then it need to be money if it's vacation time mm-hmm. if it's benefits if it's, you know, if you need to negotiate a car because you don't want to pay no car note or whatever right. it is, you yeah. need to be able to have a bullet in your chamber to say, I need this because. And your mm. mentor can definitely help you have a phrase that conversation. 
So mentorship can look like, you know, like you said, a soft, you know, a warm person like, oh, mm-hmm. I know you, but I never cross that line and say, hey, right. would you be like a formal mentor? Mm-hmm. But there's people that you can definitely approach them in a way, invite them to coffee, go out to dinner, lunch, whatever, and say, or happy hour, whatever you like, mm-hmm. and just have a conversation and be like, you know, by the way, um, would you mind being this mm-hmm. for me? You mm-hmm. know, you, don't, you ain't got to call it a mentorship. If you feel like that's going to put too much strain on a relationship, mm, just right. call it something informal. But um, What's another word would you that you would call it? <clears throat> Cause mentorship so, so, okay. so, so, so the big thing now and <laughs> nobody take this wrong way is life coaching, consulting, life coach, you know, whatever. I ain't going to throw no shade on that. I'm not. <laughs> no. It's a space. I wouldn't mind doing it, no. you know, but um, I feel like that's, that's true, another though. word you can use as advisor, life coach, yeah, yeah, consultant, yeah. life consultant, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. That's, that's true. Shape, shape it, form it, however you need to, to get what you need to get out of it. Now, would you then, because when I think of life coaches, the ones I know get paid for it. So then True. would it be under the pretense of them knowing, like, I want a free life coach? No, it's it's, it's how you pose it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, the advice that I've gotten from uh, T, I definitely could have paid him. Mm-hmm. And if he was like, you know, um, you know, let me get a couple dollars, I probably would have been like, sure. Mm-hmm. Because even I've heard executives have executive coaching mm-hmm. and they pay them big dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Um, another gentleman I know definitely said I have an executive coach. I've never been executive for so I needed some advice. Mm-hmm. So I got me an executive coach and I pay him. Mm-hmm. But it's still a form of mentorship. He's shaping me, right. molding me into the executive that I want to be. So sometimes mm-hmm. you may have to put a little dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it all comes back to what you trying to get out of it you yeah. know is is it something that's going to advance your career is it something that's going to help you get through a life situation mm-hmm. um so i think it just really depends on what you're what you're trying to get out of this formal informal relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and now how many mentors do you have or life coaches advisors right now i'll say um three officially so okay. I consider my pastor to be one of my coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I have an unofficial one um, and a gentleman that I do our uh, youth basketball league with at church. Okay. He don't know it, but <laughs> right, you know, right. I ask him questions. Right. I got several of them. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, you know, tell, well, how, how did you deal with this? You, uh-huh. know, you know, and he, he's a real spiritual guy. We had a real good relationship, but he don't know that he's right, inspirational right. to me. Like, yeah. you know, I phrase questions in a way where it ain't really about me. Yeah. Try to get the answer out of it so he don't get no judgment. But, um, you know, he he, he's really good. So, like, he's like my I call my spiritual um, life coach unofficially. And and then um, financially, you know, I got um, a, a guy that I met when I first started at my old job. He, he's been like a good, you know, financial person that I talk to and mm-hmm. ask questions about, like when I have ideas about, you know, monetizing something or figuring out this or that. Mm-hmm. Or what do you think about this for Social X or, you know, whatever. You know, he's like my kind of advisor there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had other people in the past at old jobs, like, you know, yeah. to mentor you in your job yeah. and, you know, kind of learn the ropes. Um, one of my colleagues now, I'll, I won't say his name because <laughs> I want to leave my job separated yeah, but I nope, work with closely today understand. he's definitely uh, another person that you know 
I definitely love him to death because he showed me the ropes in, you know, my year and a half time at my current employer. Mm-hmm. Um, just how to navigate, um, speak up about certain situations, mm-hmm. be an influencer, you know, be great at what you do. So I definitely shout him out for, you know, having that day-to-day interaction and just kind of learning from him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Yeah. So are you a mentor or life coach to anybody, would you say? And Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, can you pick up, like, I think he <clears throat> trying to have me as his inspiration. You know, because, like, where you are filtering those questions sure. to the guy. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I embrace that. When when, yeah. when somebody feels that I'm at a point to to give them some knowledge, because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I've had some success. I feel like I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something personal to me. Mm-hmm. But for somebody to say, you know what, you've done enough to give me some pointers and some tips. I, th- I think that's the most humbling experience and feeling in the world. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like I still got some, you know, shaping molding to do myself. Definitely. But um, I do have a couple of people. You know, there's a formal program at UW-Milwaukee, um, Lubar School of Business, Multicultural uh, Mentor Program. Okay. And uh, I had a couple mentees there. Um, I think I did a pretty good job. You know, I got them full-time jobs. I got them in nice. internships. You know, we talk, text. Mm-hmm. They ask me for advice. Yeah. You know, I try to be as objective as possible. That's always the, right. the number one rule is, <laughs> you know, mentorship one-on-one. Uh-huh. Be objective. Yes. You know, as much <laughs> as you want to be, you know, man, I'm, I'm going to just do whatever they ask because I want to help them that bad. But you, right. you, know, you can't do that because yeah. you, you're setting them back. Mm. But. I've have a couple of mentees, some some former ball players that used to play for me. They hit me up. Um, I give them advice on mentoring and resume. Um, you know, just life life stuff. They mm-hmm. hit me up. Some of them come to my events now, which is a little weird, but oh, you know, they of age, the drinking stuff. You know, like, <laughs> does it make you feel? Old? I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know? he said, y'all legal. I'm like, man, I'm like, you can drink now. I forgot, you know, but yeah, they um. They come, hang out. They ask a lot of questions. You know, that's yeah. that's one thing that I, I actually love about um, our younger people, you know, in their early 20s is that mm-hmm. they haven't gotten to a place where they feel like they know it all. Mm-hmm. It may seem like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, you know, secretly they want to ask you a thousand questions. Mm-hmm. And I definitely yeah. appreciate that because, you know, why make a mistake if you don't have to? Yes. You know, I wish I would have had that sounding board. And, you know, with social media and, you know, everything, YouTube, mm-hmm. Vimeo, yeah, uh, you name it, whatever resources out there, you know, getting the answer is 30 seconds away from typing in something. Yeah. So you might feel like, I don't need nobody. <laughs> I'm self-made. Yep. You know, I taught myself <laughs> everything. And you may have. Right. But there is somebody that opened up some door. Yeah. That showed you some keystroke mm-hmm. that showed you how to type, record, yeah. insert this to this yeah. that put you on your way. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, ask questions. You know, I, I used to when I think about when I was in my, my early teen years in high school and stuff and mm-hmm. college, I always asked a lot of questions because mm. I just didn't know. And I was really inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I don't want to make, excuse me, I don't, I don't want to make no mistakes. <laughs> you know, I was like, I just want to be great off the jump. Like, you know, I don't want to fall and bump my yeah. head, you know, and be out of commission for a long time where I'm not mm. doing what I need to do. Like, you know, I want to ask somebody, okay, so you did this, but what's the outcome if you had it done this or mm-hmm. do this, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I ask questions. So I, I all the guys that call me, text me, reach out to me for advice and stuff. You know, I try to make that time for them because it's it's that important to me. Like, um, the the, the time that I feel like I didn't call, make that phone call back mm. or return that text is I'm allowing them to go off and make a bad decision. Wow. And it's, to me, and it's that important. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like. Co- you know, whatever, coach, mentor, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you was gonna call me, you prepare me for my interview. Oh. He going to yeah. the interview and he didn't get the job, then I feel then I feel, feel bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially if I agreed to it. But um no, obviously you know you gotta manage expectations. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you just gotta make that sacrifice. Like if I have the opportunity to put somebody else on mm-hmm. and prepare them for whatever they about to do, yeah. you know, it's a greater feeling to say, you know, man, he, he got on. You know, mm-hmm, his dream mm-hmm. came true because I gave him three minutes of my time or five mm-hmm. minutes or whatever it was. So um, definitely, definitely reach back, pull, yeah. do what you need to do to, you know, put somebody else on. Yeah. You know, it's like what we talked about before, you know, it's it's a lot of, you don't, you don't know what, what could happen when you give somebody else an opportunity to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not see it monetarily. Like, right, you know, a lot of times yeah. everybody expect, man, I, I, man, you remember that time I... <laughs> You know, and, and and putting somebody on ain't about that, recalling that you remember the time when I, you right. know what I'm saying? yeah. Fill in the blank, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And somebody put you on, I don't care what nobody say, you know, mm-hmm. as much as we want to say we self-made, shout out to Rick Ross for his album. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not true. Right. I'm sorry. No. I, I just, I just. It's hard right, for me to, to fathom that, you know, you, yeah. everything just came because you was cold <laughs> like that. You said you was just born you was just that with everything. You just, you just came out. You know, nobody put you on. Not nobody. <laughs> nobody helped you. And it, we, but it's true. You know, we, we some of us do have that mentality. And I think we had that mentality because it's, uh, it's something within us that keep, tell us we need to be hard yeah. and yeah. strong all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that fear of it rejection. Makes you weak. I yeah. think it makes you weak if you say somebody did for you mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. for some of us. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be like that. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think, you know, I remember I did this interview with uh, a paper here and uh, it's actually up in Madison. And they asked one of the questions was uh, what's more important, your haters or your champions? And I was like. It took me, I didn't know where to go with it. And it mm. took me a while. I started writing the answer. I erased it, came back to it. Mm-hmm. And everything in my power wanted to say my haters. Mm. But okay. to me, I was like, you know what? That's not who I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when mm-hmm. I finished it and obviously submitted my answer, I said my champions, like the people who are in my corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the people who have been in my corner have been preparing me for this moment. Mm, which goes good. back to me saying, you know, I wasn't self-made because I would be lying if I said that. Like mm-hmm. the people who you talk to, you know, whatever, you know, when you want to start this podcast yeah. or when, when Dooch had his idea to do his media or mm-hmm. he had an amazing album idea. Yeah. And he was like, yo, what y'all think about this? Yeah. And those people was like, man, I love it. Just tweak it a little bit. Boom, yeah. You're good. Or, mm-hmm. you know, do this, call it this. Those the people who really, uh, that you really should care about. Mm-hmm. It ain't, you know, a old boo, flame, whatever that yeah. was like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get famous because mm. I wanna make you, you know, X, yeah. Y, Z, make you mad and see what you missing out yeah. on. That's not long term to me. Like when when haters motivate you, that's not long term mm. to me. 
Because That's what good. if you ain't got no more haters? Yeah. What, what's your motivation then? Yeah. You still going to have them circle of people behind you still pushing you, championing you, clapping yeah. for you, applauding for you, whatever, whistling, whatever they need to do to keep you going. They always going to have your best interest in mind. The mm. haters not. No. Nope. People can still, you, you might get a new group of haters, but still. Right. You know, why not have your champions, you know, be the people that carry you forward i mean that's a that's a better feeling people you can share share the success with mm -hmm. i think ain't it better for you to say you know my my corner of people pushed me to where i am than saying ha 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 haters look you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> right right i know i know you want to you know the eye for eye type thing right. i think that's where it come from you know not mm -hmm. to get like you know uh you know into uh, biblical all that stuff whatnot. but no it's okay. you know i don't want to stand on the top of the mountain and say uh haters look at you you know yeah. i'd rather have my people Pull me up to the mountain yes. and say, look, y'all, this is where we at. Yes. So that's a better feeling to me. Yes. I love that. Y'all, yeah. Renelle is in here dropping some gems, no. so I'm just saying. <laughs> you ain't probably expect to get all of this No, they, huh? they, 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 used to they used to try to tell me, like, you're going to be a pastor one day. <laughs> they be calling me deacon. They want me to be deacon. People want me to be deacon. They want me to be alderman. They want running? me to be the mayor. You running? You running I was like, from? I don't want to get no politics. <laughs> That ain't my thing. I'm, I'm. That ain't my lane right now. Okay. I had a conversation with somebody a couple couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They was like, "Why don't you be a pastor? Or why don't you do this? Really? You know, you good at speaking, and when you doing this, you know, you got a good appearance, and you can mm -hmm. do these different things." And I was like, "No, that ain't me. Mm. I just want to do me. Mm. You know, later in my career, if I come back and you know, I feel like there's a lane for me to be in yeah. politics or something like that, maybe. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not. It's, it's difficult. I'm going to just leave it at that. Politics for me, I, I think it's great for people who understand it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, who have the skin for it. I think I care too much. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> and um, not that they don't care, but, you know, right, a lot of know. different stuff that occurs bothers me. Mm. And I think you have to be able to create that separation. Yeah. Like, it's time to go to bed. I'm going to leave that alone. And right. politicians have way too much on their plate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Politicians have way too much on their plate. Mm-hmm. For me, um, actually, Tom Bear was at our church this morning. And I just think about, he responsible for 590,000 lives mm. in the city of Milwaukee. Man. Do I want that kind of responsibility? No. Nah, nah. Not that Because <laughs> you're going to be kinda. blamed for every single thing. Do I want that. people writing me letters and saying, nah. you know, I got a pothole in my street. Or <laughs> you said you was going to do, mm -hmm. or, you know. That that's not my lane right now. But even you know, pastors have the same thing too. Yeah, you know, of course. You're responsible for lies, and mm -hmm. you know, if that's your calling, I definitely pray for you. All that stuff yeah. like that. Right now, I don't think that's my calling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm I'm gonna fill the lane that I'm in right now. Yeah, and I and I love that. Um, I was at um an event last Sunday. Priority mm -hmm. put on by Chantel McKenzie. Shouts out to her. Shout out to and Sean. The, yes, she's I, a big champion yes. in social X. I saw her at um. One of the uh, a black a pre Black Lens event for okay. the, from the film festival, and we yeah. had a, we had an opportunity to talk. She gave me some good advice. Um, she's awesome. Her and her husband. Yes, um, she is. I I love her. Shout out to the Power Network. Yes, I I love her, and when she speaks, and um, when she got up to close out the event, mm -hmm. um, she talked about how people are like, oh, but you should do this for girls, or you should do this for men, and she's like, nope, this is mm -hmm. my lane. I'm, um, you know, I, I've been blessed and 
passionate to do it for women. You know, it's other people that are doing this and that's doing that. So just knowing what you're called to do and staying within that lane. So I liked how you talked about that. Like everybody's like, oh, you should do this. You should be a pastor, um, a politician. And you're like, no, nah, that ain't that ain't my lane. Like, so, so I'm, I'm going to share on that. So <laughs> when um, Socialist got started, mm-hmm. it was a lot of different opportunities for us. Mm. And it still is. Mm-hmm. And people will be quick to tell you what you're supposed to do. Mm. Or how you should do something differently, and it's not good or bad. You know, right. you you want to hear you want to hear it out. Yeah. Um, and I think you should because you know when you planning for whatever you gonna do, you mm-hmm. know, your podcast, your work, yeah, new song, whatever it's gonna be. You know, feedback is good. Yeah. Because um, obviously, you know, we're fu- fueled by the relationship that we've built, mm-hmm. which is people. <clears throat> and you know, we get a, a lot of different ideas and suggestions about how we should go and which direction we should go in Mm -hmm. and you know as a group i think we've done a really really amazing job of sticking to what we know and branching out for certain things when Mm -hmm. it was time to branch out you Mm -hmm. know you're supposed to do stuff at a certain time for a reason but you have to make the right decision at that time Mm -hmm. otherwise you know are you really sticking to the mission and vision that you had when you originally started right Mm mm-hmm you know another great book Simon Sinek is start with why mm-hmm. you know why why are you doing this podcast mm-hmm. which you know your why very well like you mm-hmm. just said you know um why did we get started in social x there was a void for you know gen xers were a little younger back then and millennials that mm-hmm. wasn't being tapped you know there's an opportunity for us to be that voice for people who want to be around like-minded people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, who want to meet other people that look like them, right. you know, where I'm tired of code switching at my job. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. be able to let my hair down and be who yeah. I am after hours on the weekend right. and, and have an outlet. So, you know, I think we've done an amazing job these last five years of being that for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get amazing feedback from people about that you know over the years i'm sure we've had a lot of people who weren't fond of us right because you know i think they really didn't understand the mission and vision that we were um trying to fill mm. at the time and that's mm-hmm. okay you know um it's no ill will to nobody i want everybody to know you know we don't right. have any grudges or whatever um but when you think about your purpose mm-hmm. and what you set out for in the beginning and yeah you have to change it and be nimble and right. I think we've we done a pretty good job at that, like I said before. But, you know, it, it's not to ruffle any feathers. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like we had a lane. I think we still have a lane. And, you know, right now it's all about collaboration and understanding how yeah. the mission and vision, your why, all align. Mm-hmm. And it might change just a little bit. Right, yeah. And I think, you Of know, course, it has. things need to evolve, exactly. pun intended. Yep, on your, yeah, <laughs> shout out, yeah. <laughs> But evolution is good, though. Yeah. You know, um, I th- I think a lot of times I always tell this story. Like, you think about Blockbuster, they didn't mm. evolve. No. Now Netflix here. Yes. You know, and some of these other businesses going out of business. You know, they 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 didn't have the opportunity to evolve. So at some point, you do need to change mm-hmm. a couple different things. But your why still always got to be in the forefront, though. Yes. You know, you can't throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, and, and that ties 
um, right into what I do because mm-hmm. I always tell people the why is bigger than the what. So when I work with the kids I work with, yeah, we see the what the behavior is going on, but why? So let's mm-hmm. go a little deeper and get to know what has happened to them, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to understand their traumas. Um, so, yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. place you're at right now like anybody inspire you as you were growing up to like go into finance or man so <clears throat> i'm born and raised in milwaukee mm-hmm. shout um, out to milwaukee <laughs> yeah i love i love the city shout out to milwaukee people i mean new people all the time they was like you 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 ain't never leaving milwaukee and i'd be like am i really am i ever gonna leave milwaukee and i was like i don't know oh. it gotta be an amazing opportunity though because you know okay. again yeah I love the city. It's a amazing momentum right now. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on. Like it I'm, is. sometimes I just sit back and be a fan of the city and everything mm-hmm. that everybody's doing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be proud. Put your Bucks hat on. Put your Brewers hat on. <laughs> rep the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's right. When I'm, I'm traveling in a couple of days, you, okay. de- you best believe I'm gonna have on my Milwaukee gear so people know. Yeah. Like I'm proud of my city. Yeah. But you know, born and raised here in the city, um, MPS. Mm-hmm. You know. Shout out to MPS. Single parent I household. From MPS. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people think y'all grew up in the burbs. I did not. <laughs> sh- sh- shout out to Locust, <laughs> Sherman Park. You know, but you know, it, yeah. it took me a long time to get to a, yeah. a place where you know I could present myself a little differently. Mm. But, you know, shout out to Wash House, Washington High School. People think I went to King. <laughs> nothing, nothing great ever came out of Washington, but they wrong. You know oh, what I'm saying? We, yeah. we got some great people. Shout out yeah. to my boy Myron at Skybox. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, but, yes. Myron is so dunk, you know, so uh, dope. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I'm just local, you know. Yeah. Uh, went to UW-Milwaukee. Mm. Along the way, seen a lot. Had some friends make some bad mistakes. Yeah. Saw their mistakes. Didn't want to do those. Mm-hmm. Um. But I could have easily been one of those people. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I was blessed. Like, you know, my calling was something more than, you know, um, making a decision that would have an impact on my life that I regret for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, so along the way, I feel like different instances happen so I can see it mm-hmm. and not make those same choices. Mm. Um, you know, I've had family members who, you know, had decisions happened to them albeit their choice or not that kind of ruined their life Mm -hmm. and opportunity to do certain things Mm -hmm. and um it was difficult to see them go through that Mm -hmm. and still go through that and you know like i said i think it was a blessing for me to not have to go through some of those different things so having other people make right be um um 
part of that mistake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or decision that, you know, happened to them opened up doors for me. And I, I remember um, it was one time a couple different people I've run into, um, but on like city buses and mm-hmm. people that look like family members, um, they definitely opened up my eyes to a couple different things. Mm. Like there, there was a, my, my dad wasn't around a lot when I was little. Yeah. Um, he fell into some bad mistakes. So there was a gentleman that looked like my dad mm. and he was out here kind of bad. And I was like, damn, okay. you know, I was like, I wonder if that's him, you know? Yeah. And, um, but prayer brought him back, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm definitely a, a good proponent about prayer. Um, I definitely believe in the church. I consider myself a Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my faith is definitely a part of uh, who I am mm-hmm. and the fabric that is Rennell. Um But just great people at the right moment have mm-hmm. always been um, something that has, has motivated me. Yeah. And there's always been somebody in my life that's come along the way in whatever journey I was to just kind of figure something out. Mm-hmm. Like in, in college, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. I was good in science and math. That's all I knew. Yeah. Um, coming out of high school, I thought I wanted to be a, a physical therapist for the Bucks Brewers, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But I didn't have a person to kind of guide me. Mm. So I remember I was applying to colleges and I had a, a guidance counselor who ultimately at UWM, it was my guidance counselor, come mm-hmm. to Washington and say, man, you talented. I was like, thanks. What mm-hmm. that mean? You know, <laughs> right? He was like, I can get you to school for free. So I was like, really? Wow. My family was broke mm. with a capital B. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, and I was right. like, I don't know how I'm gonna go to college. I know I can go to college. Like, right. oh, I had the grades, but I didn't know how to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that's another conversation too. Is you know how you pay for college? Yeah. So this gentleman was like, I can get you to college for free, but the catch is you got to stay in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So what so what what else do I need to do? He was like, submit an essay and do an interview. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was called the uh MMAC scholarship. They don't mm-hmm. do it anymore because okay. it was a, a part uh uh a program that only lasts a certain number of years because okay. gotcha. they had some extra money, blah blah blah. So it was four years, um, like a couple thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But I had to stay in the city and go to one of the low city of Milwaukee schools. So okay. UWM was that. Um, went there. He was my guidance counselor. He was a great dude. Mm. Um, funny character, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Really rambunctious personality, real mm-hmm. flamboyant, but he knew his stuff and he knew mm. how to get kids money. Mm. So at that time when I felt I wanted to leave Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, probably would have ended up with debt, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe would have dropped out because I didn't have the finances for it. Okay. You know, he came along, opened up a door. Then I had a group of friends when I got there, when I thought I wanted to do a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. You know, I had a, a, a gentleman, he was like, yeah, I'm a major in finance. Mm. And I was like, what's that? You know, what is finance? Yeah. And I was like, tell me about that. And, you know, I started taking some classes, switched my major to business. Okay. Um, I thought IT was going to be great. Y2K come along. You know, people was getting <laughs> laid off. Scared. <laughs> no IT jobs was out there. Right. The world was finna end. <laughs> So yep. I was like, I can't be in IT. Ain't nobody getting no jobs right now. <laughs> right. In hindsight, I wish I would have stuck with it because IT mm. popping right now. But yeah. at the time, yeah. finance is where I went. Yeah. So a gentleman was like, yeah, you know, come learn about money. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know nothing about money. Mm. So I told my dad, I was like, Pops, you know, I met uh, one of my buddies is majoring in finance. And he was like, oh, 
you gonna make me rich? And I was like, <laughs> I probably could, you know. He was like, yeah. you should be a stockbroker. Oh. You know, and then I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that, but I want to learn about money. So I majored in finance. I had a, another person came mm-hmm. to my life again. Mm-hmm. We was good friends. He was like, yeah, we got some internships at my financial institution. Mm-hmm. And nobody in at UWM hurt wanted to hear him. Mm. It's a room full of people. And he was like, yeah, just apply. So at the time, I think I was like, uh, I was a cashier at Home Depot. Mm. And I was like, how much they paying? And he was like, you know, probably more than what you're making at Home Depot. And I was like, well, I do it. I'm about to graduate in a little bit. Okay. So I applied. They like me. Afro and all, earrings. <laughs> definitely not Definitely not a traditional intern yeah. for, yeah. you know, a regional financial institution. Mm. But the, the, the boss loved me at the time. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. He gave me opportunity when wow. I probably didn't have no polish. Mm. So he gave me opportunity. I thank him for that. And, you know, I got accepted um, to this banking training program. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of their offers. Blessed to have that at a couple other companies in retail, finance, big companies. But I felt this was the way to go. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot. It definitely prepared me for, you know, where I am now, right. where I'm able to help other people, which is why I have my love for financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, working in banking is not glorious, it's not sexy, you're not going to get rich <laughs> off of it, but you learn so much along yeah. the way, and you meet so many great people, so along the way, I've made, like, some amazing relationships, yeah. um, which is why, you know, when, when people say, are you ever going to leave Milwaukee, I'm like, mm. I probably could. Of course, yeah, I But, you know, it's, it's hard to give up those relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've met some amazing people along the way, too, so, you know, all of the different things that I've done from my career choices, uh, the, the place I chose to be educated at UW-Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, the job I'm at now, starting Social X, being mm-hmm. part of Social X, the other community organization I'm a part of, it's kind of helped me use my skills, talents, mm-hmm. be molded, um, and it just opens up doors, not only for me now, but for other people right. to put somebody else on. So. Um, I say all that to say, you know, sometimes you got to have blind faith. Hmm. I know that's 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 like an oxymoron. Faith? You you already, you are faith. You can't see faith anyway. (laughs) But you got to put blind in front of it it to make it hit home a little more. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yo, the things you want and plan for may not go that way. Mm -hmm. You know, if if every road was straight, we would be running on the same road. Mm -hmm. You know? What you might need to veer, remember, you know, a lot of times you need to veer to let somebody go past, mm-hmm. and that might be part of your journey. Yeah. Somebody might have to go past you in order for you. They might have to pull you forward, mm-hmm. right? So you know, there's been some, some definitely some ups, downs, curves, mm-hmm. a lot of different things that happened in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of shaped me, and you know, some people didn't like the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, you know, there are some tears or whatever like that that we both incurred or, you know, it severed a relationship. But mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, it was kind of meant to be. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard to, in that moment, you know, like you said, right. you deal with trauma and all that. You know how it all go and how you cope with that different stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it, it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lesson to everything. Yeah. It's, it's if you choose to look at it or not. And, you know, I've had some amazing people in my life 
that definitely saved me from a lot of different things. Mm. Um, that pulled me along, that pushed me when I needed a push. Right. That told me, you know, I was being a, a jerk. That's the <laughs> word I'm gonna use right now. Or, you know, I was too full of myself. I was mm. a know-it-all. Mm. And sometimes you just have to sit back and, and say, you know, dang, am I really those things? Mm-hmm. Or am I, let me let me step, take a step back and reassess this situation. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, every, every instance and every person that I've met in my 35 years of life um, is, is been for a reason. Yeah. You know, reason, season, lifetime. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I got some lifetime people around me. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I got uh, some reason people who mm-hmm. probably ain't around no more. I got some seasoned people who probably still here, some that's not around either. Mm-hmm. It's no hard feelings. Right. And hopefully, you know, if we don't speak as much as we used to or, you know, we don't we don't talk no more, mm-hmm. hopefully they felt like, you know, the the moments that we shared and vice right. versa were great. You know, I, I, I try not to have, you know, negative energy towards anybody mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. Um, but... You know, th- those people, you know, are doing great things right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider myself to be doing some amazing things. They helped me along the way. Hopefully, I, they felt I helped them along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a peace at a place where um, we can be at peace with one another and um, just push forward. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's just relationships is ultimately the number one thing that you need to learn, foster, mm-hmm. and um, be willing to continue to work on the shape yeah yeah thank you for sharing um before we head off just a few more things Mm -hmm. was it hard for you as a black male to climb that ladder within the financial arena yes okay i'll say yes so Mm -hmm. you know when we had that conversation about uh being xyz in xyz time frame Mm -hmm. you know i Mm -hmm. felt like i was definitely passed over for you know a couple roles and it's an ego blow Mm. so personally you know it was ego for a little bit yeah but then i had to step back and say you know i didn't want to use you know man you didn't pick me because i'm black right right of course you know but you know when i assess certain stuff then i feel like you know well i am one of the only or i am Mm. the or you know yeah, it's it's hard. Like even like majoring in finance mm-hmm. was tough. You know, we it's it's it's. I I think you know when people think about what they want to do. If if you feel like school is for you, you know mm-hmm. everybody don't have to go to college to make right. it. But if you're gonna go, you know you got to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity um, with my current employer to be a part of a conference here in the city mm-hmm. that is for people who. Um, want to go into finance and accounting fields okay. and it was great to see these young men and women know that they want to go into these fields because mm-hmm. finance and accounting as a whole is not dominated by any people of color right um and if i'm not mistaken i believe it's a very male dominated field too mm. so seeing a lot of women yeah. be a part of that too was was great right and, you know, I had the opportunity to speak to a lot of different people about what it means to be in those fields mm-hmm. and get some gems. And, you know, um, that was really important to me because, like I said, you know, when you understand certain stuff, education, money, health, law, mm-hmm. 
and you can be one of the people that make decisions for other people. Hmm. Like if I get to a place where if I ever started my own bank or right. started something where I can hire some more people, that's where all the power is. Mm-hmm. The power is in being able to say, you know, I can hire four more Rennells mm-hmm. or three Lakeishas mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, um, when I can put somebody on like that, train them, mold them, allow them to train mold somebody else. It's just mm-hmm. it's a cycle, you know, um, and, and that's needed. So, um, you know, my journey is to be the best in this moment mm. um, in financial services as uh-huh. the best I can be mm-hmm. because I want, you know, my my current employer or any other employer to say, you know, there's power and diversity in, mm. in what your people look like That's yeah. gonna, that you're going to hire. And I think most people understand that. Mm-hmm. Some are better at it than others. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Man, it's it's a lot out here. Like, black people spend a lot of money. Yes. We spend a whole heck of a lot of yes, money. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> you know, there's some opportunities for us to understand. Like, there, there's a movement I follow, Bank Black. And, you know, obviously there's a lot going on with Colin Kaepernick and mm-hmm. all the different stuff. And, dude, like, when, when we actually, for real, for real, get on the same page mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah you know, agreeing on, you know, what's our agenda? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what does America look like for us? Mm. What does opportunity look like for us? Yeah. You know, when we real life com- collaborate, come together, and just decide that, you know, we are going to be on the same page one day, man, mm. it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Mm. And yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm I'm just waiting on that moment. I'm 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 like right now I'm I'm trying to use my influence to do as much as I can, which yeah. I'm sure like a lot of other people are, which is what change the narrative means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do your part. And and once that final agenda and we all can agree on mm-hmm. whatever it is to mean to to be on the same page mm-hmm. in all areas of blackness and all that stuff like that, it's it's man. It's going to be like the motherland here in Milwaukee, the United <laughs> States, everywhere. Yeah. That'll mm-hmm. be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what are ways that you keep yourself healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually? Yeah. So like I said earlier, um, I do attend church. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in pro- power, the, the power of prayer, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, I believe in God. And um, one thing that I picked up, not only from church, um, but uh, also for my mentor is meditation. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer of, you know, um, being able to be at peace mm, yeah. and learning how to let certain things go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to meditate a couple times a different week where, you know, I just lay out on the floor. I got a yoga mat, turn the lights off, put my candle on and, and just like zone out. Mm. You know, if I fall asleep, yeah. you know. But I'm like clearing my mind. It's it's like an outer body experience if, for mm-hmm. people that meditate. Right. And um, my mentor actually teaches it. And um, whatever your mean or activity is to like set yourself free and let your mind be at peace. If you need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. uh, definitely do that. Um, 
I know you're in the social services industry, so I'm a big proponent of, you know, people um, speaking to uh, professional help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you do need, you know, a therapist or whatever like that, by all means do that to keep yourself sane. But um, also um, I'm very active as a, a pseudo-athlete, I like mm-hmm. to say. I like to train <laughs> like an athlete, but my athletic base is far, far behind me. But um, one of the good programs that we have, so one of the umbrellas of social X is Fit Club. Mm-hmm. And we have a run group called Fear, Forget Everything and Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to our fear captains. Uh, Tania does an amazing job with keeping us all in line and making mm-hmm. sure that we do the things we need to do. Um, and we follow her because she's great at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a former D1 athlete. I can't tell her nothing. I never <laughs> ran D1. So, you know, she knows what she's doing. Um, and she has. A, we have a great team of other people who have been great. So you can definitely come out and get some miles with us mm-hmm. um, there. Camp Bar Shorewood is our, our hub every Tuesday, 630. Okay. Saturdays at Atwater Park at 830 a.m. Um, and it's all levels. So running is one of the things I picked up to stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a gym rat a little bit, too. So uh, shout out to Team YMCA. <laughs> if you need to do Planet Fitness, by all means, do it. But, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, a lot, the other thing, too, you know, you, you can't change the narrative if you ain't healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You know, we talked about that this morning at church. One of our Sunday school series is your, your, your uh, physical health, your spiritual health, and your soul. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you know, you got a calling. How am I answering my calling if I'm all broke up, yeah. ill in the hospital? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, being team healthy, I know that's a hashtag that has been used for the last number of years and, mm-hmm. you know, gym flow and all that stuff like that. But you really got to take that stuff seriously because, you, you know, you got one life, you got one body. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be all broke up. You know, I'm 35, but I'm trying to look 25. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to have that, you know, that Darius Love Hall, Lorenz yes. Tate. I need that water. Sell, sell yes. that. I need that Nas. Nas, sell that. Whatever you, what are you eating and drinking, let me get some of that too. So, right. You know, well, what I was going to say, well, uh, Lorenz said he he was a vegetarian, right? Vegan. Vegan. Okay, so He's he, vegan. okay, he did say he, that. Because I was like, okay, everybody now. a vegan now. But, you know, one of the other things too, he, he said, you know, and I know it's hard, but, you know, yeah. you got to have your outlets. And yes. he, he said he was not a big turn-up person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you need to cut back on your turn-up to, you know, once a week, then you got to do it. <laughs> but you got to make those sacrifices. But, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be in that conversation. <laughs> Nas, Lorenz, Rennell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know what, that's what right. You, what you mean? I know that's right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, definitely, um do whatever activity, you know, you ain't got to be no runner, but mm-hmm. whatever you like, you know, I know a lot of the different things people like now is trap everything. <laughs> and shout, shout out to the event. We had a, a trap yoga event back in March. I think we had to do another one, but you know, okay. trap yoga, trap run, you know, trap kitchen, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, <laughs> a, you know, whatever it is, if, if you need to, you know, yeah. It's meal yeah. prep, whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Have somebody cook for you to, to get you started. You know, trap gym, whatever you need yeah. to do. That, yeah. These are there's some good ideas. If y'all going to make money off those, let me get a percentage, <laughs> though. But, <laughs> you know, do do what you need to do to to to, to keep yourself right. Yeah. yeah. You know, trap running, whatever you need to do. <laughs> 
<laughs> trap everything. Trap everything. <laughs> we we gonna start trap church too. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, we gonna be in a little house. That would be hilarious. We gonna be in a little house like uh, Two Chains had. <laughs> it's gonna be real old school. No windows. Oh my goodness. But it's it's, it's gonna be lit though. Blessings everywhere. Yes. I love it. I love it. Now tell the listeners how can they be a part of Social X. So Social X doesn't have a formal membership at all. Okay. You just show up, which is the beauty love, of it. I love that. Yeah. That, <laughs> just and, show and, up. And, and when we when earlier in the conversation we talked about you know lanes and different things, yeah. you know a lot of people was like y'all should do a membership. And I was like, no, oh, we don't want to turn nobody off. Like we mm. don't want to put pressure on somebody to join us. You I know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with our programming, we do a lot of different things. And I think there's something that triggers somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, fear has been amazing for some people. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. Right. You know, everybody don't want to run a couple different miles. Mm-mm. Levels of miles. <laughs> or any miles. Right. Can I run down the street? No. <laughs> yeah, you can. But, you know, well, you said, but we still going to be running. Up. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we did the trap yoga. And that's sold out probably in less than half a day yeah and um over the years we've done a lot of different things but um there's some for everybody like we picked up a lot of new people who love us because our association with the film festival Mm, and just being a connector and you know collaborating with different groups but um social x can be followed on uh instagram and twitter at social x mke visit the website social x mke um facebook is the same as well and we also have a mailing list. So if you go to Social X MKE, there's a link where you can join our mailing list. Because I know a lot of people who, you know, try to keep their personal social right. media very low. Right. You know, for various <laughs> reasons. You know. Yeah. Real, you know, incognito or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, uh, you can just get on the mailing list. So we do yeah. a, a, what we call like a, a semi-newsletter once mm-hmm. a week. We ain't going to blow up your inbox. <laughs> just send you information about different things. Jobs opportunities to um see what's happening in the city you know i I know we've done a little bit of um promo for uh the podcast festival that's coming up yeah Um, of course the film festival and our future events and Mm -hmm. and things we feel people in milwaukee or visiting milwaukee would definitely love so again ig social x mke facebook social x mke uh, website social x mke and then also for those who do want to run come join us uh we have fear mke on twitter and instagram as well cool and now what about your handles do you want to give those out to people that may want to be like sure so unfortunately some of mine is private (laughs) um my my public instagram is private unfortunately so y'all can't alley me there but uh i'll give people my instagram i'm sorry yeah my my instagram not my instagram my twitter okay and it's uh n Three E's, ZZY, 33, I believe. I'm checking now. <laughs> well, whatever Renell finds, it's, it'll yes, be on that my is website. It. So <laughs> follow me on Twitter. N, three E's, ZZY, 33, Neezy, 33. Somebody took my uh, my other one. <laughs> so you had to create a new yeah, one. Yeah, I did. So you can add me there. Um Depending on if you know me, I'm on uh, Instagram, same name, no letters. I mean, mm-hmm. no numbers. N, triple E, Z, Z, Y. And then I am on Facebook, Rennell. And then my last name is, if you know me, you can add me. <laughs> 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 
But shout out, you can email me too though, Renell at socialxmke.com. Anybody that felt like, you know, we want to have a conversation, right. go ahead, email me there. Oh, that is we can so meet. Funny. Shout out, add me on LinkedIn too. <laughs> Keep it real professional. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, you, if you know his last you know? name. Yeah, you know? Yeah, if you know my last name, yeah, add me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That no, it's so cool. This my last name, Washington, though. <laughs> and I, I'm I sure said it's, at the beginning it's, of it's, the show. It's so. gonna be on Lakeisha website. So <laughs> right. go ahead, Renell Washington. It's the only it will, one. It will. Be. It's the only one. You know, you type in some people profile, it'll be a thousand. You know, yeah. Renell Johnsons yeah. or whatever. But I'm I'm probably gonna be the only one in your search. But go ahead, add me. But yeah. I, I try to keep it real PC though on my profiles. Good, good. And all of Rennell's, all of his, I'm just playing, <laughs> his, his contact information will be on my website yes. at www.theevolvingchair.com. Um, before we dive off, a few listener questions. Sure. So, Rennell, how do you want your legacy to be left as, as a change the narrative person? Oh, I love that. So, um, I was talking to somebody um, about this very topic not too long ago. So right now, you know, I don't have a family. Okay. Um, no kids just yet, but mm-hmm. um, I have a number of nieces, nephews, godkids that, you know, I have the pleasure of, you know, uncling mm-hmm. and godfathering. Yeah. And when I think about, you know, what it means to be influencing on their lives, I kind of take some of those th- different things and add those to the ra- relationships that I have now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always want to be known. I think I kind of said it throughout the show is that, you know, I want to be known as the person who took the time to put somebody else on and get them something to, you know, help them along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I know I can't help everybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was telling my story about how I got to I am, I would be selfish if I didn't give back to nobody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever God calls me home, I want people to say, man, he did everything he could to do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. You know, he took time to do this or, you know, when, when people are doing my uh, my sermon, when, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm headed yeah, home, yeah. you know, I want people to get up, share a story when, you know, he took the time to do mm-hmm. this and, you know, he was there for me when, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't want my legacy to be one of, you know, selfishness or, you know, he never reached back or, you know, he was this, you know, um, full of himself type person. Mm-hmm. where I wasn't practicing what I preach. Now, I like to think that, you know, I, I've definitely went out on a limb for a lot of different yeah. people um, and and put on different people for whatever it is, you know, they needed at that time. And, you know, a lot of people say, you're too nice to people. And I was like, mm-hmm. to me, you know, I, I think that's a cop-out hmm. when people say you're too nice. You know, right. why I'm going to attain a level of influence and have all these ears to make a difference and not use it. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was my calling and I didn't do what I was supposed to do, then you know you know what happened. Right. You know, your job is to do this. I told you yeah. to do this. You didn't do it. So you know the repercussions. So mm-hmm. while I'm in this position, you know, it can be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And people don't know me no more, you know. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, did I make an impact? Mm. So that, that's kind of how my legacy need to be. I, I took the moment I had all 15 minutes, whatever the mm-hmm. time frame going to be, and, and did what I was supposed to do with it. Awesome. Awesome. And 
Who do you think are the biggest game changers with changing the narrative, either nationally or locally? <clears throat> but I'm, I'm going to charge it to I'm going to start with national first. Yeah. I don't think people really understood how great it was to have Obama in office. Mm. Like, That's good. I remember the exact moment, yes. the time frame, yeah. what I had on, who mm. was there. Yeah. Like, that was such an iconic legendary moment mm-hmm. for me yeah and my friends and anybody that's of age to remember what it meant yeah. to elect the first black president of the united states yes. who happens to be mixed by the way but we ain't gonna go there <laughs> right. because you know people want to yeah. use use it yeah. against them and for yeah. him in certain instances but he's a black man exactly. his wife is a beautiful nubian queen yes. and he had two beautiful daughters yes and seeing that, you know, image to say, like, I could be president. Yeah. I could be this. I could be that. I could be the first lady. You know, mm-hmm. I could do all these different things. Like, that was great. You you might not like this politics, mm-hmm. but what he accomplished definitely lets you know that you could do, you, you can be in charge of the whole world. That's yeah. basically what it comes down to yeah. as a black person. Mm-hmm. He's the most powerful man in this world for eight years. You mm-hmm. can't take it from him. No. Nope. You might not like what he did in office. You might have thought he wasn't black enough. He didn't look out for black people, whatever you had to say. But he reached one of the the most important milestones I feel like we had as mm. a people. Black, white, brown, purple, whatever. You know, we put him in office. It was more than black people that voted for him. Yeah. Um. So that, for me, globally, you know, Nationally, that's one of the most important moments that I definitely feel has been um, worthwhile in my mm-hmm. lifetime. I'm sure a lot of other people's lifetimes. Yeah. And just think locally, that I think that's a little tougher because there's a lot of different things happening mm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about a couple friends and people, uh, friends and people I consider to be a friend that are doing some amazing things right now. Like, you know, you have... Um, Kevin, who has his relationships mm. as a real estate developer and a space that's not really diverse. Mm. And I say, you know, race yeah. or gender, you know, yeah. what he's accomplishing. And Melissa, with her, you know, uh, trying to champion in Bronzeville, yeah. with her, you know, school development and what she's accomplishing. And you think about um, how King Drive going to look. Mm. So shout out to, you know, uh, executive director of the King Drive bid, Deshay and Ray, you know, mm-hmm. what they accomplishing, you know, yeah. you got, you got a amazing grocery store right there on the corner of third and North now yeah. with real food, with real food and fruit It's fresh. It's yeah. good for you. You know, we talked about how you take care of your body. So yeah. you got some, I can't put one Yeah. locally. It's, it's too much happening in our city right now mm. to pick one person. Yeah. Um, and I, I would be, um, doing a real disservice to to just identify one person yeah yeah but you know but i think it all started with you know obama i'm gonna just be keeping 100 you know he he we were doing stuff before him yeah but when he hit office Mm -hmm. and it didn't empower you to be better Mm. and you know um Mm -hmm. be like man i can do whatever the heck i want to do you Mm -hmm. know if i want to be the governor of Wisconsin or the mayor of Milwaukee 
or I want to be the next, you know, IT professional or mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. be the next Bill Gates or I want to be the mm-hmm. next, um, you know, Robert Johnson for owning a media company. Right. Then, you know, I just feel like you would sleep. You know, you know, a lot, right now, you know, we all see the conversations about being woke and all that different stuff like that. Right, right. I think being woke can mean a lot of different things. You know, um, it can be about your culture. It mm-hmm. can be about experiences. It can be about your opportunities. You know, you might have the opportunity to be the next billionaire, but if you sleep mm-hmm. and ain't putting in the work, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You ain't woke. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think Milwaukee's in a great place right now. Um, we got a lot of change agents. Mm. Um, you know, I only mentioned two by name, but I feel like um, they're people that I consider, you know, close yeah. to me that are doing some amazing things. Not that nobody's not, you know, right. but, you know, as I was just thinking about it, um, they're they're doing a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm proud of them because, you know, that's a space that is very hard to navigate. Mm. Um, Lee, Lee, even like I said, Deshae too, you know, um, what he's doing on King Drive. Like that's one of the most desirable neighborhoods in mm. our city right now because it's right in the in a, in a heart of where the Bucks Arena is. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of different momentums coming up and down there. Um, and everywhere uh, near and dear and around there, you know, the streetcar may come up and down that street. It can look very different in a couple of yeah. different years, not how we know it now. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it's a lot of different opportunities about Milwaukee that I feel like, you know, we can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And we mean young, old, black, brown, men, women, whatever. Mm-hmm. that, you know, you just got to wake up. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I do want to shout out a couple of different things, too. So mm-hmm. um, shout out to uh, Q and Yes and everything they doing. Him, Michael, mm-hmm. Ray. Um, they they got a good, they got some good plans, too. Mm. It's like I said, it's a lot of people who doing some amazing stuff. Yeah. It's so behind the scenes right now. Mm. And the, that's the other narrative is that the media need to put these stories more in the forefront. Yes. And I know the reason why they don't. We all know, too. You know, it's, right. it's, it's ratings. Of course. They've got the coverage they have. Um, but, you know, you can change the narrative, too. If, if you're not able to be that person, mm-hmm. the champion, that idea, you can share it. Yeah. Hit the share button. Say congrats. You yes. know, cheer, cha- champion them. You know, you you every, every change agent can't be a leader. Mm, I love that. That's good. You know, you might not, you not, be, might, you might not have the ability to speak like Martin Luther King, right. or Obama, mm-hmm. or you know, Pastor Hines here in Milwaukee, or yeah. whatever. You know, you might not Shouts be the out person. To my that, bishop. You know, you might not be the person. <laughs> you know, you might yeah, not be that yeah. person who who can be the, the forefront, yeah. but you can be in the background waving them pom poms mm-hmm. and, and saying, you know. I see it. You know what I'm mm. saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't come up with the vision, but I'm going I'm to tell somebody about it. Yes. I'm going to share it. You know, I'm going to repost yeah. it. You know, I'm going to hand out a flyer for them. You yeah. know, so it's a lot of different things that you can do to, you know, be a part of this whole change in narrative locally, nationally, whatever. Yeah. But it, you just got to be, you just got to put yourself out there and say, how can I help? That, mm. I mean, that's another thing you can do too. You know, I see you got a vision. Mm-hmm. I'm not a visionary, but I'm a doer. Yeah. Let me let me let me help you with this. 
Mm -hmm. You know, you got a great thing, but you need to shape it this way Mm -hmm. or do one of these things or something like that. So, you know, definitely um, I'm not saying hop on the bandwagon. Right. Because that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying collaborate. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you can help. Ask a yeah. question. You know what I'm saying? What what can I do to help you get to the next level? Mm-hmm. And open up a door for somebody. That might be your change in narrative. Yeah. That might be your uh your calling. It's to open a door for somebody else. Yeah. I love that. And then to go back what you said, not every mm-hmm. change agent is a leader. So yeah. um Sean also said during her priority event, mm-hmm. she was like, <laughs> you know, if you're an Oprah, find you a Gail, and if you're a Gail, find you an Oprah. Mm. You know, and I was yeah. just like, that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, we we all would love to be the star performer. Of course, yeah. But every star performer can't write lyrics. Mm, yeah. You can tell a story, Yeah. but you can't craft one. Yeah. Some people are blessed and gifted to do both, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if your gift is stage presence mm-hmm. and you need somebody to hands you the paper and you just read it by all means know that you know um you just got to know your skill set and just be willing to ask for help you yeah. know what i'm saying I, I think a lot of times like we said before we 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 i'm gonna say when i say we um as younger people mm-hmm. again you know the self may feel like yeah. i can't ask for help mm-hmm. help i can't ask for that help because I did this myself. Right. And if I ask for help, I ain't doing it myself no more. Mm. Man, you'll be surprised two people get a job done faster than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I painted my house my, before by myself. <laughs> I'll never do it again. <laughs> I was proud when I done, but I was right. like, man, I should have called somebody. <laughs> called a few folks. <laughs> I should have called a team, but, you know, I wanted to, I had to, I could do it when I could do it. Mm. So I, I learned a lesson from yeah. that. You know, everybody was like, man, call somebody and pay somebody to do it. Right. You got money? And I was like, no. <laughs> I want to do it for free. Yes. When I want to. <laughs> and it's going to get done. And it's going to, I know it's going to get done. It took way longer. But the lesson was. <laughs> That's good. I'm calling somebody next time. <laughs> they going to do it for free. I'm going to get some pizzas. <laughs> you know, you're going to eat good. But, you know. <laughs> It, the lesson again, you know, like I said, uh, call somebody if you got a question. Do don't be afraid to ask for some help. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said in your example, you know, everybody can't be Oprah. Everybody want to be Oprah. Mm-hmm. I want to have Oprah money. I'm sure Dooch want to have <laughs> Oprah money. But you know, sometimes you got to get it. Yeah. Robin and Batman. You know, you yeah. just think about duos. You know, mm-hmm. Jordan and Pippen. Yeah. Kobe, Shaq. You know. Hmm. But when we always think of those dynamic duos, it, it's always that couple. So yeah. it's not, you know, not for the other person That's to feel true. like they won't, you know, get a part of the shine. Right. But, yeah. you know. I don't want to be sexist, so let me shout out uh, <laughs> Serena and Venus. You know what I'm saying? Let me put some women out there. Serena and Venus. You know what I'm saying? They're a dynamic duo, too. I don't want nobody blowing you up like, he ain't say no women. <laughs> We said Gail and Oprah, but I want to be clear. Right, we, we right, know some right. more. We got some we, more. So. Right, we got some more dynamic duels up yeah. in here. Um, and lastly, how do you think um, we, as a community, Black people, can change the narrative about mental health? That's a good question. So um, I think I said this earlier. If you need therapy, mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the missing things 
in our um, culture and mm-hmm. society is reaching out and getting professional help. Um, yeah. One of the big topics I've been hearing about now and just like what I do for work is I've been meeting a lot of different nonprofits that have a mission of um, remedying the best they can, you know, um, issues with mental health and the like and come around along with that. Um, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves, mm-hmm. the lifestyles that we live, the the dynamics of our families put so much stress on us that mm-hmm. we just kind of snap and a lot of different things occur in our environment. But you, you got to be willing to seek help actively. I yes. think um, friends and family probably can do a better job of um, being catalysts for champion mm-hmm. seeking help. Or if you need to do that sacrifice and say, hey, let's go away. Mm. Let's get you out of here. Let's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take you to a different environment. You know, I, I'm seeing you've been frustrated or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, let's what's good with you? Let's mm-hmm. have a sit down. Let's have a conversation. Pour your. I'm. I'm gonna give you 30 minutes. Right. You just talk about whatever is bothering mm-hmm. you, so you can get it off your chest, and um, and just kind of move forward. You know, I, I know I don't want to over. I don't want to simplify it. Right. Because um, I know mental health and the issues that, you know, a lot of people go through when they, they going through um, whatever it is that's bothering them ain't mm-hmm. that simple. But um, those are some things that I feel like would at least get it started, you know, yes. had those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the other thing, too, is, you know, a lot of times in our families, we, we don't have that open door policy mm-hmm. to talk about the things that's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know what what a what does a cry for help look like and mm-hmm. recognizing recognizing those signs yeah. um so we we have to be proactive one in providing help and two seeking help yes good i'm glad you said yep. that and, and meditate yes so get you a yoga mat yeah walmart target <laughs> ten dollars yeah. yeah. is worth the investment yeah you know um Get you some candles from Bed Bath and Beyond, or wherever mm-hmm. you need to get them from, or shout out to some some some, some good entrepreneurs out here that sell them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just you know, take a couple moments to just clear your mind. You know, you'll you'll be surprised how um, just closing your door, going to see your closet or whatever mm-hmm. space you have, and just you know, taking you know. 30, 40 deep breath yeah. and just saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, take a load yeah. off. Self-care. Yeah. Right. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff I actually do with my clients. And when people come to see me, it's to the point of where they've tried the things of talking to family, um, trying to cope on their own, whether mm-hmm. it be meditation, writing, but things still seem to trigger them. So then that's when they're coming and sitting in front of me and we're just flushing everything out because, you know, Mm -hmm. for what I find a lot, um, it's stuff from, you know, that has happened in the past that triggers people and not necessarily something traumatic. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But just something in the past. And it brings back those those memories for us and our our body remembers. But sometimes we may not actually know how to pinpoint the thing or or those life situations, transitions of a divorce. 
um, a new baby, you know, just parenting, because that could be tough. So, you know, this may seem like a crazy idea, but you 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 probably can in, institute um, a mental health coach, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a life coach. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you you you, you talked about a couple of different things, you know. I'm a first-time mom. I'm a first-time dad. Mm-hmm. I'm a first-time this or that. You know, you you might need a parenting coach, or you might need mm-hmm. somebody to call and scream and talk to and say, "The baby won't shut up," you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. you know, I don't know what to do. Right. Because you know, I love kids, <laughs> and you know, when I watch my nieces and nephews. They have the most energy, mm-hmm. and they want to do the most yeah. whenever I come over. So I'd be like, "Man, I'm tired." <laughs> so I was watching them last night. I was like, "They was like, can we do a challenge?" <laughs> I had a long night. I said, "Yeah, we can do a challenge. We're gonna take a nap challenge." <laughs> so we all slept on the couch. Her, they mama came home. They was like, "What y'all in here doing?" I said, "We had the nap challenge." <laughs> you know. I said they was too hyper. Oh. I did not have the energy. To, so you know, that is perfect. I did not have the energy, but um, yeah. yeah, you you just gotta have a, a coach, somebody to just lead you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody need an outlet. You know, it's, yeah. as people, we make so many different decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the the worst feeling in the world is like, man, I made a bad decision. Yes, and I've made a lot, and I've definitely. Uh, kind of beat myself up about it Mm -hmm. but you know depending on what that decision is you can't let it take over your being Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times it does because as a people we don't get a second chance as much I feel like so you have to make a whole lot of good decisions Mm -hmm. because one bad decision can ruin you again for the rest of your life or you know you don't get that second, third opportunity mm-hmm. like um, some others do. Um, but that's uh, you don't have to invite me back on another episode for that. I'm not yeah. gonna say that word privilege, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I got you in my mind for two other um, sessions yeah, to come on and talk about. So okay. <laughs> as you were talking, I was like, yes, you'll be great to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all, that was my show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed Rennell because I did. He was definitely dropping some gems. And don't y'all forget to go get your tickets for the Monkey Podcast Festival because I will be performing live along with several other great pods as well as the headliners, The Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. And then I actually had my Q&A happy hour with therapist event last week. So if y'all missed it, y'all missed a good one. So I'm keep having more. So y'all stay on the lookout for my upcoming events. And until next time, peace. Hey, TEC listeners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments, and feedback to TECpodcast2017 at gmail.com. On Twitter at TECpodcast2017. IG at TECpodcast. Facebook, The Evolving Chair Podcast. Or check out my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.